rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Yeah, I said it was going to happen. There would be a show tonight, and here we are. We usually meet. We have a regularly scheduled show every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, and live it. And we also do weekday specials. And they they are, I have to tell you, um, I like the weekday specials because... I don't have a time constraint. They are as long or as short as I feel like. And it's they're fun, I think. They give me, I don't know, they give me a reason to get out of bed in the morning. I had a rough day today, mentally. My mind is not a good place to be alone. That's why we say, we, I mean, it's the truth. We're in this together. This, These are difficult times for everybody. That's one consolation I have in life. I'm not alone. I know that a lot of people are having a hard time right now. And I don't know. It sucks. It really does suck. It sucks sharing the same air with idiots who want to kill us. How... how you know, can you put it as plainly as that? That's what we're dealing with. Not only do they want to kill us, they want to rob us first and then kill us. And if they can't kill us, they'll get us to kill ourselves, I suppose. They would, they'll take that too. Death by despair. I keep thinking of this. Death by d despair. No, my chair isn't leather. Hello. Michael on the chat. I'm looking at the chat right now. Thank you, guys. All right. Jim, right out of the gate. And with your super chat, as always, I appreciate it. And hello, Greg. Hello, Haiku. If everybody doesn't, if people don't behave themselves, they will um, get the boot. Haiku has full reign. He's the master of that domain. And Jim, hello. We got two Jims in the chat. And whatever. Michael. He's on Periscope. I don't know. Uh, why don't you come on over to YouTube, Michael, and join the crowd. So. And then you can, I don't know, if you're trying to be annoying. Is my chair leather? Is that because, why? Am I, is is, your, is this a gotcha question or something? No, my chair isn't leather. I try to avoid leather because I am an animal advocate. I don't know. Not does make, doesn't mean I'm perfect. But I guess... If we're not perfect, then that gives you permission to be as unconscious as you want to be. This is the argument. I'm, 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 of course, I'm reading into your comment, but 
it might be. I might be correct. But this is the way conservatives think. For example, Al Gore rides in an airplane, so therefore we must do absolutely nothing about climate change. So let's all be a bunch of unconscious pricks and just dump shit everywhere and fuck up the earth without regard. Because Al Gore, this is who they are. That's what the Republicans have to offer us. Zero, nothing. I know you want, but what am I? Oh, you care? Well, what, you wore a leather belt once, didn't you? Well, therefore, I have permission to not give a shit about anything but myself. See? You're the purity test. I'm pure. So I get to be unconscious. That's what they're looking for, an excuse. The search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. That's republicanism. Conservatism. Excuse me. It really is conservatism. But I, that's the other thing. Whatever. I don't want to go. I, I'm not, I don't really want to talk about animals because I can talk about them all day. What I really want to talk about is what I was thinking about today. Con men. Twitler. And I had to ask myself, what's worse? Who is worse? Is it the con man or the dupes? You know, you could take the con man because that's who they are. But it's the eager dupes that I have a big problem with. They are, there's no excuse. I, some, some people are dumb, yeah. But millions of people? Dumb? We know who Donald Trump is. He has a history. He has a documented history before he, he even ran for president of being a tax-cheating con man with a fake university, a fake vitamin scam, a multi-level marketing vitamin scam. This is who Donald Trump is. And you think you saw him because he played a successful businessman on reality TV that um, that will make him a great president. This country is fucked. And, the, well, you know what? I, when I said that in my mind, I thought, no, it's, it's not. You know what is fucked? It's the system. They fucked the system. We allowed it. This whole game that they've played on us, it can stop any time we demand it to stop. We have the power to make it stop. This is why they keep us divided. And we have a lot of people that, you know, they could, be, they could care less. Anyway, they'll go on about their business. They'll look for the superior moral justification for not giving a shit. For example, I, in my own family, I mean, I know my brother is not, he's not a Trump and Z, but we were out one time, this was a few years ago, whatever, and we had to stop at a store to pick something up, and I was like, and he's like, let's go to that Walmart. I said, I will never shop in Walmart. And he was like, oh, well, that, that sure shows them, <laughs> like mocking me, you know? 
because I refuse to go to go to a Walmart. And then I was like, so what's your fucking damage? So we shouldn't give a shit. We shouldn't try. So have no principles at all. Go with the flow. Just be just be a, an unconscious consumer. That's the the American way. The American birthright now, right? We went from pledging our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other to being just just shoving shit in your mouths, buying things, not giving a shit, not having any um, interest in how everything is connected and what part we play in that puzzle, in that chain. Just, you know, sh- it does, don't care about uh, the animals that live in the factory farms. Just shove the corpses in your mouth. Don't care about the regulation and the deregulation that now has the food supply tainted. 90% of the food supply being tainted with uh, pig feces and toenails. Don't, just unconscious consumer. That's the American dream now, the American way, the American birthright. We went from having the the birthright of America being you too can have a decent middle class life to you too can go shopping, be an unconscious consumer. If you come up with a scam or something, then maybe you'll be worthy. Then you can also fuck over your fellow Americans. You could take advantage. You too can take advantage of the tax loopholes that the bought and paid for polish politicians have written into law to ensure that the game continues against the the dum dums who who are like, huh, you in a leather chair, huh? You sitting in a leather chair. No, I'm not. First of all, it's it's called pleather. But I mean, this is what I mean. I mean, I mean. I'm it's tedious. It's exhausting. You know? We try. Giving a shit actually does feel better. I'm sorry. Whether it works or not. But, yeah, so, anyway, that's why I do the show, too. It doesn't matter. Uh, Some people say, well, why don't you just go relax? I got to tune out. We hear this all the time, too. Our our fellow Americans, our friends, I can't deal with it. I, I, you know, I'm not into politics anyway. But, well, guess what? If you're not into politics, uh, politics is into you, honey. We're... This whole system that we're looking at, the 40 million unemployed, the, gr- the greed, the grift, the graft going on, the pandemic on the rise in every other state, but the state I'm living in right now in New York, and the death, the fact that people can't afford health care, the politicians, the, the, the fact that this country is the only country with this level of unemployment, the only Western democracy, I should say, because they're having a hard time in Brazil because they also have a fascist autocrat squatting in their executive offices. And 
fascism never works out for people. You know, it might work out a little bit, a while, for the business, for the big business owners and those who aren't in any targeted minority groups. But it never works, works out in the long run. Show me. I would like to know. If that's the case, maybe I'm wrong. No, I've, I've read history, not every history. Not every histor historical document, that's for sure. Or and I don't, I don't uh, claim to be a scholar in every period in history, but I know a little bit about history and Western civilization. But there has never been a successful, just like there's never been. It's well, fascism, conservatism. That's the end game of conservatism is fascism, and. It's never, you've never seen a successful country. And of course, what is the definition of successful? It's up for grab. That's all relative. Sort of like change you can believe in. That's everybody projects your own uh, definition onto it. What is successful? In my opinion, it is successful. Uh, the mark of a, success, a successful country is a country that works for all, not just the 1%. And what does that mean, working for all? It means that you can have a decent life. It, it does occur all over the globe. Every, even in Norway. They have, if you worked for McDonald's in Norway, you can actually make a career. You could live off of the salary that they pay the McDonald's workers in Norway. It's the equivalent of $35 an hour. And they have health care and they have benefits. They don't have, you know, I mean, they, they have secure retirement. They have vacation pay mandated so trust uh, i mean you, all of the um these companies they're doing well it's how is the pie divvied up what about the profits what is the meaning of an economy is it just to make the rich richer that's the way it is right now in this country and I'm here to tell you, and I know you're here too, because you are sick of it. It's not the way it should be. And they have bamboozled us. And we've fallen for it. Division, raci racial discord, racist division. I got mine. All this bullshit. And that's why we talk about on the show, what what it means to be a patriot, what it really means, what it means to be a, an American patriot. It means that you're capable of functioning in a free democratic society of 320 million diverse people. You are capable of understanding that everybody in, nobody out is the only American value. It's the only American way. And you're not afraid to fight for it. That's what it means to be a patriot. Not to be a sycophant of a con man 
coming up with a ruse to separate people from their money. That's Trump. And I'm tired. I'm tired of having to deal with his shit. Uh, but, uh, but it's not just his shit. It is the people who support him. They're worse, in my opinion. He sucks. It's like, but what are you going to do? A fish has to swim. A bird has to fly. That's its nature. Trump is a con man. He's a racist. He's a disgusting, bloated waste of human DNA who is greed-centered. He's a narcissist. This is a man who, who, when his father was dying on his deathbed, he wasn't like, Daddy, I'll miss you. Don't leave me. Uh, I love you, Daddy. He was like, sign here, Daddy. What, what, what's this? Uh, what do you want me to sign? This doesn't smell right. That's what his father said. You know what it was? It was a crafty little ruse that Donald had come up with to get his father to sign over power of attorney to him instead of his brother because he wanted control of daddy's fortune. This is what a piece of dirt this fucking con man is, this disgusting waste of human DNA and his entire disgusting waste of human DNA lineage and his ancestry, all of them going back to the primordial ooze. We could do without it. We'd be much better off without that Trump lineage, all of them, including Ivanka and I mean, for uh, and all of them, even those who sign up, they're the worst too. What about Melania? She sucks. She didn't. She wasn't born into it. She volunteered. Another grifter come here to be a nude model. She hooked herself a fucking live uh, a, a big fish on her hook. But I'm sure she had her choice. When she was nude modeling and uh, and working as an escort, she might have run into a few wealthy men. Maybe they weren't all con men. Maybe some were just scumbags. You know, hedge fund managers, uh, CEOs who d- who took their two hundred and seventy thousand dollar golden parachutes and on top of their three hundred thousand, I mean three hundred million dollar a month pensions month, I mean, year pensions, 270000 a month on top of the $30 million. I'm talking about the AT&T fucking guy. That's what I'm talking about. Who, who's retiring after firing thousands of employees. And uh, is re- he had to, it's exhausting, destroying families and kicking people to the curb. It takes a lot of... Uh, takes a lot of sweat on your brow. So you deserve that one person must deserve $30 million on top of a 20, uh, on top of a $270,000 a month pension for life. Right? I mean, because that one person embodies uh, everything. And and that one person might trickle on somebody maybe in those thousands of people and all the families that are now struggling and don't know what the fuck to do 
part of the 40 million unemployed. I, it's, it, anyway, I, I could go on. It's, just, it's irritating to me. How do we let this go on? Seriously, how? We allow that shit to happen. And it's not like, oh, well, that's the way it is. That's the way it is because it has been legislated into being. And it's been legislated into being this kiss-up, kick-down class war because we've allowed it. We have greed built right into the system. And from the time the founders pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other and declared the independence from the intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy, they, uh, the rich, the big-moneyed interests, have always conspired against us, the working people, to keep us down, to limit the power that we might have won through our blood. They never sacrifice. It's not them. They're making buku bucks whether we live or die. It's our responsibility to say to them, uh-uh, honey, this is how the game is played. We're changing the rules. We're writing the rules. You're cheating, little bastards. Monopoly? You know, that whole, you know, play the game of Monopoly, that game was brought, it was created as a lesson, not for big business. It was a, it was created against to teach youth about the greed, about how capitalism truly works. Eventually, everyone else is gobbled up. You're left with nothing be it Boardwalk or uh, uh, Atlantic Avenue. Some one person holds all the cars, all the property. So, and that's not a functioning society. That's a society that works for one person. That's not the kind of system this is supposed to be. So, we are here to try to actually try fuck try we got to do it actualize the dreams and the the promises that were made that we learned about when we were children for all okay for all excuse me i'm taking a sip of my coffee i know that's probably gross if you're listening on the podcast i apologize that's why i say please become a patron maybe we'll get some production value in here i don't know so go to patreon.com slash tara devlin thank you all for being a patron and for all your support if you believe in the liberal media if you know that we need a liberal media if you know that we don't have a liberal media and you're looking at the liberal media this is it then I want to thank you for making the show possible. And you can go over to YouTube and hang out with all the people on the chat. We're having, we have a good crowd in there. We always have a good crowd. 
on the chat. So go to youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. Anyway, so let's, uh, there's a lot going on as it, there always is. I wonder what will happen. Well, here's the thing. This is, I was saying to myself, I wonder what will happen after when Trump, you know, drops dead or something. And because you know he's not going to leave office peacefully. And he's already setting it up for uh, the fact that he won't leave peacefully. And, but that's okay. Uh, I'll, I will, I will happily welcome that civil war frankly he needs to be dragged out of there he has to be vilified as the as the illegitimate anti-american america hating greed-centered ghoul that he is that received fewer votes because you know what what's gonna suck is that we have to go along with this game? This is what pisses me off. Give me a break. He, we have to play hail to the chief when that fucking con man work, walks through the door? Because why? We all have to pretend that something, that this is a legitimate person that legitimately deserves to be the, called the president and deserves our respect Oh, respect the office of the presidency. Hell fucking no. Hell no. He doesn't respect it. He doesn't respect this country. He doesn't know anything about this country. He thinks he's a king. Signing executive orders every other day. The only good thing about executive orders, frankly, is that they could be immediately revoked. He's not a king. That's not a law. That's him. Oh, booga, booga, booga. I decree uh, that we, we should stop having, whatever it might be. We, we have to eat ice cream for breakfast. I mean, fuck you. He's not a legitimate president. And how, do, how long do we have to go back in time to remember when Obama was the president and he, at, towards the end of his presidency, started to sign executive orders because he was tired because of the caucus room conspiracy. The filthy, disgusting Republican Party had conspired on the night of Obama's inauguration to block him from, from doing anything. And if we remember, it wasn't the economy that Twitler was handed this economy that he says is such a great economy, such a great economy, so great, was we were coming out of the second Republican, near-Republican Great Depression, the Republican Great Recession. And at the time when Obama took the oath, this country was hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a month. A month! So that's the country that the Republicans handed another Democratic president. This is what they do. They get a hold of anything, and they destroy it. And now, Twitler is an, is an inevitable end of the story. And I really hope 
that this is why Joe Biden bothers me now that I'm saying this, because that the, the Republican Party is irredeemable. They need to go the way of the Whig. They should never be given any concessions. And Joe Biden always talking about he can fucking work with them. Forget it. What are you working with? You can't. It's like I can work with a snake. No. They are irredeemable. Anyway, well, that's why I'm here. They don't see that the, the, the corporate Democratic Party is part of the problem, and they will not change either until we make them change. And how are we going to make them pay, change? Yeah, exactly. Andrea on the chat. Biden is a Republican. Effectively, yes. So what? He has a D after his name. He has been a great friend of Republicans, and he's not just a friend. He has helped them advance their agenda. All of this, NAFTA, CAFTA, I mean, Bill Clinton signed that. The DLC, Democratic Party, the corporate wing of the Democratic Party is really, um, I think, worse, I always say, because they... They pretend to be for the working class, and I don't. I don't. I don't know about you, but I will. I prefer my enemies out in the open. It's the ones who stab you in the back that hurt the most. So when they, when they, you elect a Democrat and they push Republican policies, that hurts even more. It, and not. It doesn't hurt to me to the point where I'm like, oh. I'm so sad. I'm like, I'm rabid. I'm like a rabid goddamn dog on a chicken wing. I am, I'm, I've had it. So, and it's also part of why we, we do the show. We have to. God damn it. We have to build a coalition. We have to build a community. A vibrant community that understands what we're fighting for, what's at stake. And this isn't radical, frankly, not in the least. This is the, this used to be the Democrats, the Democratic Party's winning ideology. You know, we say all the time that the only reason FDR wasn't elected a fifth time was because he was dead. It is the truth. And they warned the corporate Dems, and they have always existed, just like the filthy, disgusting dupes of a con man have always existed. There's always been idiots among us. You don't give them power. For instance, here's FDR in, in 1940, FDR's letter to the Democratic Convention, July 18th, 1940. Members of the convention, in the century in which we live, the Democratic Party has reached, has, sorry, has received the support of the electorate only when the party, with absolute clarity, has been the champion of progressive and liberal policies and principles of government. Hello? These words ring just as true today. As they were then. And back then, he was warning them. Don't be a bunch of corporate sellouts. 
just as Harry Truman, following FDR, warned them again, telling them when if uh, a voter has a choice between a Republican and a Democrat who acts like a Republican, the voter will choose the genuine article every time. There's no need to help these filthy Republicans do uh, do the do the bidding of the of the filthy Republicans. There's no need. And what has Joe Biden done? He makes blood oaths with Bob Dole to come after Social Security and Medicare. Of course, we're all supposed to forget about that now. Well, he's probably forgotten about it, but I mean. This is what we we have of all the people. This is what I can't stand about the DLC Democrat. The the establishment Democratic Party is part of the problem. They got us here. Oh, I'm sorry, circular fire. It's not a circular firing squad. It is a wake up call. Yes, we all have to, and it's I'm as tedious with it as well. Every time we bring up Biden and we criticize, have to couch it in, uh, yeah, we're all going to vote for Biden because uh, what's worse? It's worse. Yeah, the reason I will vote for Biden is because you have to stop the bleeding, first of all, and there's other, uh, see, but I also have fear. Um, I have fear on both sides because if Twitler wins, I don't think that this country will survive, not uh, it will it will survive in some form, but we will never see um, the a a, demo, a, demo, ugh, a democracy that works for all. Not in my lifetime, not at all. And if Biden gets in, we have to work even harder to because you know what's going to happen. All of the corporate goddamn Democrats, the MSNBC Dems, who sit on corporate media, uh, and those who watch the corporate media and think that, you know, they're getting their, it's confirmation bias. We all are attracted to the, um, um, you know, news and information that validates our views, but... In in MSNBC, this is why they are also they're dangerous too, and this is why we need a real liberal media like this show and Mike Malloy and Bob Kincaid, and Progressive Voices, Ron Placone, and the independent liberal media that brings um, you know that builds community and uh, t- you know talks about uh, brings the receipts. Okay, why doesn't I, you know, I do this. I sit here and we're talking about the real Democratic Party. And if I could pull up FDR's letter to the Democratic Convention in 1940, why doesn't Joy Reid or Rachel Maddow, right? Or anyone on MSNBC. Why? Because they don't have the agenda to have a functioning working class an educated working class that is historically connected to their country and the history, you know, they want that to be connected to what? The waving flag? 
even that, I mean, they don't know the true history of this country. The good, the bad, the ugly. They know um, what the corporate masters want us to know. They cheer, wars, support the truth. I mean, all the shit that they, it's the same corporate-sponsored party line supporting the troops, but they will never talk about the um, the fact that the American government and the and the British government overthrew the Iranian government, like things like that. That every that is common knowledge in every most countries, especially in the Middle East. Stuff that we have done, our interventions in the southern in the South American countries that created the failed states that make the uh, that turned. Uh, Honduras and the countries where people are seeking asylum from that turned them into uh, drug states. We did that. The American government did that. This is how stupid we are. And they have an obligation, in my opinion, but of course they uh, they don't really have an obligation. They only have an obligation to their shareholders. Okay? And media is an entertainment. It's, that's all it is. They're, it's news. It's infotainment. That's a word because it's a thing. I don't know. Is this infotainment? Maybe. It's more, I think it's a little deeper than that, though. I've, I just think that, uh, you know, they're with, without a true liberal media, we're done for. This country's over. And anyway, they could. They could easily connect the dots for people. They have an obligation. In my opinion, you would think that they have an obligation. They are the only constitutionally protected, um, you know, career that is vital for a functioning democracy. And what do they do all day? All goddamn day. Talk about Twitler's tweets. And depending on whether you, t- if you turn on Fox News, it's the other side. How put upon they are, what victims they are, how everyone's picking on them now. But just wait. Give it time. If Biden does win, the, the script will flip. Now, on MSNBC, it makes me sick how they all colluded and conspired and they the way they attacked Bernie so openly during the primary, and now they all say the, the, uh, the new the narrative that they have constructed, and I, it is a, it's a false narrative because I was there. I watched it. We watched it. So, no, it wasn't that the people, it, oh, oh, the people, they just go all of a sudden said, after, this is the narrative that MSNBC pushes. After Nevada, when Bernie won handily in Nevada, the American people all got together and said, do we really want a socialist as our, our Democratic nominee? That's not what happened. What happened was then the American people 
all of the Democrats that want to get back to to brunch incessantly on every channel, whether it was MSNBC, CNN, Channel 2, Local 5, whatever. It was all negative Bernie, negative, negative all the time. You had the reporters from Nevada ver- verbally and audibly sighing when they were giving the results. Like, oh, and the winner is oh, Bernie Sanders. Like, obviously, this woman, she, co- she couldn't even control herself. And having, never asking the question, why? What's going on? It's, is it, and, and well, here's why. I, for a second there, this is why it's so heartbreaking. I thought, finally, we can take over the Democratic Party, just like the fascists took over the Republican Party. And they did. The Trump Trumpanzies, the fascists. But it's the Democratic establishment is still too strong. And also, here's what I believe, and I might, I'm just proposing this and as uh, a reason why it didn't, we were unsuccessful. Uh, because the media, and um, on, on when Twitter took over the Republican Party, yes, Fox News was also hammering against him for a period of time yet but 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 the the trump supporter the average dupe that's that was uh voting for trump that were supporting trump they had been for years it was like the frankenstein monster that the republican establishment created unknowingly they had hammered them on how they shouldn't trust government. So these people also looked at MSNBC. I mean, uh, Fox News, the media establishment, and the Republican establishment as the enemy. Whereas on, on the Democratic Party side, the Democrats do not have that same suspicion of authority of the government and they also don't have the same suspicion of the democratic establishment the dnc and the media meanwhile they on the media on the corporate media chuck todd and joy reed you know joy reed's body language expert and um Chris Matthews going on about how it's like Hitler invading Poland and Chuck Todd calling Bernie supporters brown shirts. And then you have the incessant everywhere on The View, uh, every person from sea to shining sea, whether they're politically engaged or not, hearing this disingenuous fake narrative about Bernie bros. So that's what they did. They colluded against the movement and instead, of course, and then you have Bernie Sanders himself. Instead of 
being like Trump in that way, saying, see, they're all against me. This is the establishment. And as I told you, the, yeah, the establishment isn't going down without a fight. He insisted on working with them still. My friend Joe, uh, I, of course I will vote for Joe. When, on the other hand, you know, when they asked Twitler, will you make a commitment to vote for the inevitable Republican nominee, whoever that may be, he said, no, I won't. I'm not gonna I'm not going along with it. And he was quite willing to burn down the entire Republican Party, and that's what he did. And I think that's uh, you know, that was a lot of uh, Bernie's failing there. Continuing to work within the establishment. And whereas the establishment, you know, we're here because of the establishment. You cannot call out the upward immobility and the income disparity that the Democratic Party helped create. And in one hand, and then, you know, pretend that uh, it doesn't matter in, an, in another hand, you know? That's what it seems to me. I don't know. I'm still, I am still uh, processing it. And I'm really kind of pissed off at Bernie, frankly, because we are literally fighting for our lives. Yes, we are. We are living in a country where in two months, 120,000 Americans are dead. That's, oh, elections have consequences. You're goddamn right. How many more are going to die? On top of this... How many more will lose their health care? How many more will not, I mean, whatever, death by despair? How many of the 40, 000, 40 million Americans out of work are not are going to lose their homes? Or, you know, they don't have a, they, we, we're the only country, you know, they, people are still waiting for stimulus checks, and you're only getting them if you're below a certain point. So not everybody gets a stimulus. It's such bullshit it is a complete divide-and-conquer strategy that they have inflicted on us. And, but, what do I say? How much longer? How much longer? I don't know. How much longer are we going to take it? And I, I do know other, other people, uh, other liberal commentators or whatever, they say they're not voting for the Democratic Party, whoever, they're not voting for Joe Biden doesn't matter and you know i understand it cuz then it's sort of like lucy in the football how much longer uh do we continue to play in their sandbox and they don't adjust well yeah they joe biden is adjusting so here's the thing though the democrats on the in the corporate wing of the democratic party they always run as progressives all of them but we still go, we, we still have a country year after year slinking, slipping lower and lower on the ladder, the working class, while the rich get richer. And this is part of why we need the show, a shows like this. Otherwise, people don't realize it. We have to get to the point where 
the American people are, we judge this country by how many people are, uh, are we in this together or not? How much longer? Now we have a country that the American working class, the middle class, which was the hallmark, right? That's what we get. We prided ourselves on the American dream. That was the middle class. It is now below 50% of the population. How is that not on every MSNBC show? You don't hear that. And we have to get to the point where the American people say, "Uh uh-uh, fuck that. I don't care. I don't care what Twitter tweeted. But how much, um, what are you going to do about the fact that the American working class, the middle class, is now below 50% of the population? What are we going to do about that? What are you going to do about everybody in, nobody out? What are you going to do about, uh, you know, oh, wait, you got, a, you got a health care plan that still leaves 10 million people without health care? No. How dare you bring that to us as if it's a legitimate policy? How dare you? That's how they have to be treated. You got to shame these motherfuckers. So... Let's go back to FDR. This is a letter I was reading in case you just joined us. A letter from to um, from um, Franklin Franklin Roosevelt to the Democratic Convention delegates in 1940. So he's. Well, I'll I'll just read the first sentence again. In the century in which we live, the Democratic Party has received the support of the electorate only when the party with absolute clarity has been the champion of progressive and liberal policies and principles of government. Not this liberals a dirty word shit. No, honey. This is a liberal country. The, the, the whole thing, the revolution was a progressive initiative. There's nothing more progressive than hell no, we don't need a king. And an aristocracy. We'll, we'll take it from here, my lord. We're not taking your shit anymore, my lord. So, FDR continues, The party has failed consistently when, through political trading and chicanery, it has fallen into the control of those interests, personal and financial, which think in terms of dollars instead of in terms of human values. Hello, where do we live? Greed is the only value. Oh, what kind of shit is it when you have a country where millions of Americans, we have 85 million Americans that have no health care or have next to nothing health care. They have such shit health care or it's so priced out of their range that they couldn't even use it if they wanted it wanted to. And then we have corporate media mouthpieces on their corporate media billionaire-funded millionaire mouthpieces spreading bullshit that says, oh, we can't have universal health care because this person, these uh, union members over here, because now we're, 
we're all champions of unions, even though the corporation that the the millionaire mouthpiece is sitting in the billionaire corporation being filmed by non-union cameramen and women b- sitting on uh the you know in a in a studio constructed by non-union laborers with producers who aren't union and writers who aren't union trust me i work in television so trust me nbc is not a union shop so they're all of a sudden, well, what about all these union members over here that they negotiated their health care plans and they don't want to lose it? So 85 million of Americans, oh, well, because I got mine. We're thinking in terms of dollars instead of in terms of human values. Unbelievable. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, on the, on the chat. We can't have health care because Tara's chair is, chair is leather. Right? There you go. That's the conservative way. And it's not leather. It's p- fucking pleather. You ever hear of pleather? Leather. What do, what do you think I am? You think I am the CEO of AT&T or something? So the Republican Party has made its nominations this year at the dictation of those who we all know always place money ahead of human progress. This is FDR in 1940. What would he say about the Democratic Party of today? making deals with the Republicans who place money ahead of human progress. The Democratic Convention, as appears clear from the events of of today, is divided on this fundamental issue. Until the Democratic Party, through this convention, makes overwhelmingly clear its stand in favor of social progress and liberalism and shakes off all the shackles of control fastened upon it by the forces of conservatism, reaction, and appeasement, it will not continue its march to victory. It is without question that certain political influences pledged to reaction in domestic affairs and to appeasement in foreign affairs have been busily engaged behind the scenes in the promotion of discord since this convention confe- convened. So he's talking about what, who are the, the domestic, I mean, the uh, influences of appeasement in foreign affairs. These are the big business benefactors and their puppets in, in politics the, the, that liked Hitler that were in bed with Hitler. You know, like George Bush's grandpappy, Prescott Bush, Henry Ford, you know, big fascist, big racist, anti-Semitic. They like fascism because fascism brings order. It brings a, and many times, it even brings slave labor with it. You know, all those who don't comply they go into concentration camps and there's even in i mean in the in germany 
Even the small businesses, they would come out, they would use the slave labor, and everybody knew. That's why you have to say those, the, the Germans always say, the good Germans, quote unquote, would say, I never knew. I didn't know. Yeah, I guess you didn't know what happened to your neighbors that were disappeared in the middle of the night. But then all of a sudden when they, they would have uh, crews show up and the crews were like a bunch of bag of bones walking around, barely able to stand, starving. You know, you just didn't know, though. How, how could you tell that they were slaves? Oh, God, human beings. Under these circumstances, I cannot in all honor and will not merely for political expediency go along with the cheap bargaining and political maneuvering which have brought about party dissension in this convention. It is best not to straddle ideals. What do you think the Democratic Party is trying to do? You can't serve two masters. They have turned their back on the FDR Democratic Party. That's for sure. It is best not to straddle ideals. He says, yeah, he's trying to tell them, don't be a bunch of corporate lickspittles. Keep the keep your uh, your heart. Keep the Democratic Party heart about we are about the people, not about greed. Do not place money ahead of human progress. Because that's how you win, and that's how you create a functioning society. In these days, FDR continues, of danger, when democracy much be, must be more than vigilant, there could be no connivance with the kind of politics which has inter internally weakened nations abroad before the enemy has struck from without. It is best for America to have the fight out here and now. I wish to give the Democratic Party the opportunity to make its historic decision clearly and without equivocation. The party must go wholly one way or another. It cannot face both directions at the same time. By declining the honor of the nomination for the presidency, I can restore that opportunity to the convention. So... Wow, I guess he was declining. What is that? I didn't know this. Hmm. I can, by declining. Well, unfortunately, he died. Let's see. When did FDR die again? 1945. Well, he didn't decline. He was the nomination, I guess, uh, you know, this was during the nomination process. I'll have to read more into that. By declining the honor of the nomination for the presidency, I can restore the opportunity to the convention. That's confusing to me. All right, I'll have to look into it more. Maybe he declined... Until he got his way. I don't remember. I don't know. I just know about this letter and I'm reading it. So that's interesting. I'll have to find out about that. Anybody know about that? Send me a link. De did he decline it? And then what happened? I mean, we know ultimately what happened. The end of the story was that the <laughs> we're living in it.
he died in 1940, what, April 12, 1945. And before his body was even cold, the Republican Party was searching for their FDR. You know, somebody to fit the suit, like a Johnny Bravo. They didn't have to, it's sort of, that's who they are. That's what Republicans are. They just want a front man. They don't care. There has to be anybody without any moral scruples or has any concern about uh, truly being having a, a country that works for all, just believing in democracy, except they have a different idea or, have, or believing in a vibrant middle class and having a different conservative idea how to get there. That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody... And they eventually found that person in Ronald Reagan. He, they could, they made Ronald Reagan into their FDR. They did that deliberately. And we're still living in it. People still parrot the bullshit. There is no reason. What is, tell me, somebody, somebody, anybody, tell me what was so great about Reagan? Anything? What did he do? Uh, his administration was was riddled with scandal. Yeah, he won landslide elections. That he, that he did. But it was really more in my now I have, you know, my opinion is that here's where the racist history of this country bit us in the ass again. We know the because the new deal was it had racist elements in in the New Deal. So the reason, the how they got um, buy-in to with the Southern Democrats for the New Deal was they had to exclude our African American brothers and sisters in many of the New Deal initiatives. Of course, this is why this country is still um, suffering in this class war because we have been uh, divided and conquered. And so anyway, we, the new deal uh, did work for many Americans and we built an economy that for some that worked and, you know, uh, I'm hearing in my own head right now because people say, Oh, that's because Europe was destroyed this is an argument I hear all the time. The reason we had a strong manufacturing base in, a, after World War II was because it wasn't because of the New Deal. It was because Europe was completely destroyed. The, that's not even, uh, that might be the case. But we also we helped rebuild Europe, and but our exports were at its height. The export of the American manufacturing base was only. It was never. It never exceeded five percent. So our exports. It wasn't like we were selling to Europe. It was all homegrown. We were making things and we were buying things at home. So it's if Europe was destroyed, they weren't. They were rebuilding. So they weren't buying our shit anyway, and. Anyway, but that's the case. It's, I mean, that's just math. There's, not that I'm an economist, but that is the truth. They only 
our exports to Europe were only five, less than 5%. So it wasn't like the big chunk of um, our economy. So, but into, okay, the upward mobility of the Amer the white American working class, the, you know, people were able to go to school. They were able to, they didn't like a job. They were like, okay, take this job and shove it. I'm going over, I'm going to work here. Unions were 35%. We had uh, American manufacturing. So people started to enjoy, most, you know, white people started to enjoy a middle-class life. And what happened? So then we get um, the Great Society. We start, uh, Johnson starts, well, of course, we have the wars of corporate aggression in Vietnam and the, the fissures, the poverty, uh, um, you know, you are the, the I'm, I know I'm sounding like an idiot right now because I can't formulate a sentence, but the, the, um, the racial disparities in the United States you are, are heightened. And because when people have money and they have education and you don't ha and you're not an indentured servant, you feel like you have power. So that's why in the, uh, eventually people started protesting against the war. Hell no, we won't go blah, blah, blah. But after the, um, the New Deal and the Great Society, the Republicans, they started, they needed their own FDR. And Ronald Reagan exploited, the, because listen, I, I had to, I had to listen to my father all the time. His whole shtick was directly from Rush, Rush Limbaugh's mouth. And into when I'm thinking of it, it, it's because of the deregulated media. I mean, we have been inflicted with a perfect storm of uh, assaults on the American working class. They came at us uh, at our weakest points, and that is really the racial discord and the disparity. So instead of because, you know, my father was a garbage man and he was able to raise three kids, buy a house, have a vacation, uh, buy a car every couple of years, retire in dignity and security. And when he got sick, he, he was able to get the help that he needed. And but he would tell me, you know, he had very racist ideas about life. So he would, and he honestly, he was the only one in my family to tell you the truth, because my father had six, um, well, he was one of eight and his brothers and sisters, they were all Democrats because the, of FDR, my, my grandparents. And then of course, Kennedy, who was Irish, they were staunch Democrats. And in fact, my, I was told that my grandfather was a big union organizer and he proudly carried his union card in his wallet 
all it was one of he and wrote home to Ireland that his union card was his most prized possession and so we're living in a in a different country so my father was kind of an aberration of all of his brothers and sisters he was the only one who voted for Nixon and he supported Nixon's and so then when we had the likes of Rush Limbaugh on on AM radio and my father would sit and drive from work and go to the uh, go and drive down to Atlantic City and he'd listen to Rush Limbaugh and Rush Limbaugh would tell him that it was and so would Reagan you know parroting the Reagan line that it's welfare queens it's young bucks on food stamps that's the problem the problems in society it's not that it's not the fissures of disunity it's not the racist history of this country where where the because what they did what the rich did is instead of opening up a society that works for all so you know black people want a seat at the table gay people want to see women want a seat at the table then at that very time, these propaganda networks, and thank you, Bill Clinton, you know, deregulating media. First, it was Reagan who deregulated. Well, he ended the fairness doctrine, and then Bill Clinton put the nail in the coffin. But without these propaganda networks, they would never have taken root the way that it did. Because instead of calling for more democracy and more equitable society that worked for all because we were on the precipice of having a country because we were all right the white working class was stable so you're on the precipice and into this you have you know the civil rights movement the gay rights movement women's movement and we could have went one way. We could have had, okay, let's all have a seat at the table. Let's have a country that works for all. Let's open up the franchise of democracy and ensure that it, that the pursuit of happiness is the American birthright for all people. Instead, we got these propagandists that, and including Reagan, who would tickle the racist funny bones, telling people that, no, no, no. The problems in society is not that we don't have a country that work for all. We it's because some people have uh, food stamps and some are on welfare, and you know who those some people are. They happen to have darker pigment, and people like my father believed it, and I love my father and always will, of course. But he was a fucking racist. And he said shit to me, and he didn't. But he would never think he was. That's the other thing, like a, like David Duke, because he would say t- things to me. Like I remember in school, and I got some scholarships to go to school, and he said, "I remember I didn't get a scholarship or something. I, I applied for different scholarships. I always had to apply for scholarships because we didn't have a lot of money, even though we were, you know, my I mean we were." we considered ourselves middle class, but not on the top of the ladder. And I used to write essays and try to get scholarships to pay for school. And 
I didn't get a scholarship for one of one of them. And he was like, that's because your skin isn't black. That's what he said to me. And, you know, what is that? What he thinks, what he has been told is that black people are having everything handed to them unfairly. And we're, we're victimized. We, the white, the Devlin family, we're, we're victims of black people who, what, who, I mean, it's just such, it's bizarre when I look back. And I remember at the time, I, I, I didn't, even at the time, I was like, what? What are you talking about? You know, because I wasn't a complete doltard. And I, even though I wasn't completely politically aware, his name, yeah, he was like Archie Bunker, Greg. He really was. He was, he wasn't as bad as Archie Bunker, but because my father also, he worked for this New York City sanitation. So he had black friends too, you know, coworkers that he worked with and they were pals, but this is what he thought. And, and you know that's how they are. That's how. That's why I know these these Republicans. And I would always fight with my father and tell him, "You're you're being played. This is stupid. You're being you're uh you know don't you care?" That's the other thing that used to get to me, because when the Republican Party like the 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 envelopes would come to the house because my father gave money to the effing Republicans. And I say, what are you doing? You're a teamster. You're a New York City sanitation worker in a union. Why are you giving money to these filthy, disgusting Republicans? And then I would, you know, have arguments with him. And he, you know, that's just, that's who he was. But he was apparently like that his whole life and would have, and thankfully now, you know, my uncles who are still alive, my older uncle, my, my uncle Ed is a, a Democrat. I mean, he's like 80 and uh, they're all Democrats except for my father. He was the only one. Anyway, I don't know. I hope I that rambling speech made some sense to someone. That's the way the show goes. It's my show, okay? So I can sound like an idiot if I want to. No, I don't, it's not idiot. I just thought it's, it is, it's complex, but it, it is also simple too because they have really got to us on, uh, with racial discord. That's how they have effed us. And it's not been because they, it's not even, it's not the elites. They don't give a crap about racism. They only care how they can use it to divide and conquer the people. And it's people like my father who fell for the game, who fell for it, the suckers. He would never say he was a sucker though. And, and that's the game, too, because he, this is what he thinks, like, or, or he thought at the time that, oh, everybody can work. Everybody, you know, you, all you got to do is work in this country. Bullshit. Well, if you're already starting well ahead of the game, 
it's not that you just work. And I've brought this up before because, you know, my father was in the service and so were my uncles. And when they got out of the service, they bought a house because my grand, I told you this, my grandfather burned the house down smoking in bed and he, you know, they had uh, eight kids and my grandfather, who was a drunk too, uh, and he burnt the house down. They used GI Bill money. My uncles, my and my uncle, yeah, my my uncle, one of my uncle went to NYU on the GI Bill. My other uncle, I mean, my, and my father used the G, his GI Bill to buy the family home. Okay, that was not available to service members who had darker pigment. That's a law. That is systematic racism legislated into law. So, come on. It's not if you can work. Sure. But when you have the whole system of government set up against you, that the system is broken. So, instead of telling people like my father the truth, that guess what? We are a diverse country. We have... 320 million, well, whatever it was at the time, diverse human beings living together. It is our patriotic duty to get along as much as we can and create a country that works for every single one of us. It is your patriotic duty to look past the color of somebody's skin and see them as an American, as your fellow American. And because of that, we will have universal health care, universal higher education, universal, um, what else? Living wages, retirement, all of that. That's how we work. That's how the country will work for all. Everything else is bullshit and platitudes and will not work and it will not sustain Anyway, whatever. It's just, it's overwhelming. As I'm talking about it, I'm like, it feels so overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed sometimes because the, not only do we see, you know, we see the bigger picture of what, what it has, the game that's been played, but many people, they're, I don't know, they're not even, they're not capable of uh, of seeing what's staring them right in the face. Oh, God help us. God help me. God help this show. God help the camera of this show, too. What happens to the camera? I thought I had said it. Focus, camera. Oh, my God. Where are you? I want to look at the chat. Where where the heck is you? (laughs) Where is you? Now I can't talk either. Who's here? Did I lose everybody? Thank you, Richard, for your super chat. Thank you, Haiku, for your super chat. 
Oh, look at this. Andrea, on July 11th, the People's Party is showing up at the homes of congressmen to call them out. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's how we have to push them. That's pretty good. See, direct action. Shame them. I'm looking on the on the people's part. On July 11th, we will march to our representatives' homes and demand a people's stimulus. On Saturday, July 11th, we will hold honking car parades and march to the homes of our members of Congress to deliver our emergency pandemic demands. We will rally outside their homes and share stories of how the pandemic and, and systemic racism have affected our lives. We will call them outside to commit to a people's stimulus. Sign up to join the action and grow, wait, 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 and help organize one uh, at your members, wait, 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 I, I don't know what's wrong, why I can't read. Sign up to join the action to help organize, organize one at your member of Congress's house. That's, it's not my fault. It's that, the way that sentence was written. We'll connect with you with other organizations and your action will go on our events map where we will share it to th tens of thousands of people. We demand defund police and divert funds back to schools and social services, Medicare for all, monthly $2,000 cash, pay $2, cash payments for all, Cover payroll to protect small businesses and jobs. Suspend rent and mortgage payments. Suspend student loan and credit card payments. Gee, doesn't that sound simple and uh, what other countries have done? Our government's heartless and immoral response to the coronavirus pandemic has devastated the country. The U.S. has more cases and deaths than any other nation on Earth. The Democrats and Republicans used the pandemic and economic depression to hand Wall Street trillions of dollars in corporate bailouts. Yes, without any anybody knowing who got the money. It's they robbed us with masks on. Thank you. That's what that's a government that does not fear its people. They do that. How can they fear us? They know how stupid we are. They know how divided we are, how easily played we are. They tickle racist funny bones. That's trigger, you know, knee-jerk knee reaction. We got one party that doesn't have any qualms tickling those racist funny bones right out in the open. That's what they do. They do it deliberately. And then we have another party that will take a knee and call it a day. That's as if we can live on platitudes. The country isn't the least upwardly mobile because of a fucking platitude. I swear to God. We have been so played. And the Democratic Party should be ashamed of itself for allowing it. And we should also be ashamed of ourselves. Because even your friends who are, let's say you got friends who are, I don't know, I haven't met one personally, but someone who is like, I'm for Joe Biden. I've always been for Joe Biden. He was my first choice. I haven't met that person. Uh, 
should find me somebody, please. Those people, they have to be pushed. They have, we have to say, shame on you. Hey, what are you talking about? Why are you so un, uh, unconscious? Why don't you wake up? You realize that you've, you've been played too by the Democratic Party, that while they give us platitudes and taking a knee, they're also giving Trump all of his, his goddamn wish list. Why are they working with him? Are you kidding me? They, every time they work with him, they give him legitimacy too. And trust me, this is how sick this country is. Are you crazy after that giant orange con man leaves the office by hook or by crook, whether it's in chains or not? We have to, what, endure looking at a portrait of him at the White House forever and ever? Amen. How how dare you? No. Jesus Christ. We talk about tearing down statues and monuments. Maybe that's why he wants to keep the monuments of traitors hanging. Never before would I ever imagine that an American president would be like, these are our heroes. Oh, yeah, the guys who took up arms against the country so the rich could own other human beings. The ones who rebelled, the traitors. Okay, great. Right. Gup on the chat. They installed 200 judges. That'll leave a mark. Exactly. That's all they're doing. That's part of dismantling democracy. I've told you forever. I've been saying this for years. Republicans are the enemies, the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. Why do the Democrats go along with the goddamn game? They need to call them out, too. They, I mean, they make me sick, too, the Democrats. That's why we have to take over this Democratic Party. Get rid of all the corporate lickspittles. Even the Jerry Nadlers. Are you serious? Sitting there while Louis Gomer bangs on the table like a two-year-old with a sippy cup? He should say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, no. Oh, will the honorable gentleman stop acting like a two-year-old? How about that? Will my friend from uh, fuck given fuckistan over there, wherever uh, shithole that my friend over there is from, can he stop banging on the desk like a, t- a toddler? Regular order, regular order. Jesus Christ. How about you grow a spine? Or how about, you know, he's sitting there. His wife apparently is very sick, Jerry Nadler's wife. Maybe he needs to take a break. And he's sitting there next to Jim Jordan and Louis Gomert without a mask, them two sitting there. You know, we wear the masks because... As patriotic Americans, we don't want to kill our fellow Americans. So we wear masks for them. You know what I mean? 
Not Jim Jordan, though, because he hates America and he hates his fellow Americans. So you think that Jerry Nadler, who is leading the committee, would say, I'm sorry, my fellow scumbag from give a fuck a stand, I don't know, some shithole, backwater, swill town, red state, taker state, wherever the hell you're from where no terrorists would ever go and bomb because no one would ever know the goddamn difference if they did. You know, um, my, my, my gentleman friend over here, would you put a mask on or get the fuck out of the room? How about that? But they don't have spines. That's the Democratic Party. They... I don't know. They don't seem to understand to fight like the like our lives depend upon it because I guess their lives don't depend upon it. They're fine. They have health care. They have retirement. They're doing great. So they don't have the same desperation that the American people do. But I guess we're too busy too. Now I guess. I I don't know. Sick of it all. I I I hope that the the protests continue, and I hope that yeah I I I see that as I'm I say all the time. You know the corporate media they're really 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 harping on the <clears throat> police reform, police reform, police reform, and all M- And now you'll notice when you watch MSNBC, they'll say. And the mounting protests against police reform, they have to define it. Keep it narrow. Keep it focused, people. We don't want anybody getting too uppity now, thinking that we can have social justice and is uh, the racial justice that we need. No, no, don't get all MLK on us. You know what happened to him. Just, we'll take down these statues, okay. That's fine. Go eat your statue. Retire on a statue. Have a, I don't know, uh, you can't, look, there's no statue. What are you going to do? There's no more statues. Aren't you happy yet? Maybe billionaires will trickle on you. Look, uh, Jamie Dimon took a knee. And what else do you want? Look at you. Oh, now we're sorry. All of the racists are like, I can't believe it. Now, I it took me so long to understand why the flag of losers and traitors makes, makes other people unhappy. Before, I was so blinded. Now I see. I see the light, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for showing me the way. Notice how they only see the light when they feel the pressure. God damn it. They don't see the light until we make them see the light. But that's why you have to continue to push. Don't let it... Don't be satisfied. Are you serious? No. It's change. Platitudes we can believe in. Statues we can believe in. I don't know why the fucking Roku always does that. Now, suddenly. 
Everything sucks. Statues we can believe in. Hey, look, it's fine. Don't worry, you don't have health care, you don't have retirement, you don't have living wages, you don't have, you know, you don't have the life that you thought you were going to have, you know. You don't have the middle class life. You gotta, there's no statue here. Get off our case. We got, we got uh, another corporation to raid. We got more people to lay off. Maybe you can do something. Marry a billionaire or something. I don't know. You go find some sugar daddy. Right? Yeah, no more Aunt Jemima. Hey, aren't you happy? We got rid of Aunt Jemima. A lot of people, NASCAR, they, they walked behind a guy. Hey, what, what more do you want from us? What are we supposed to do, open a vein? What? Wait, 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 wait. You want a, a living wage? You don't... Wait, 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 whoa. Hey, hold up. Hold up. You want retirement security? You want the middle class to be the majority instead of below 50%? What are you fucking crazy? That's not America. That sounds more like, I don't know, uh, Denmark. We're not Denmark. As Donnie Deutsch wants to say, we're not Denmark. What kind of country would we be if we followed FDR's uh, clear suggestion that we place money ahead? Uh, uh, well, that we stop placing money ahead of human progress. What kind of country would that be? I mean, forget the fact that Back in the day when the rich paid a 90% top marginal tax rate, we actually had enough money to do things, build the highways, send people to school, everyone, not everyone, but, you know, a lot of us had decent middle-class lives, and we even had stuff left over that we went to the moon. So, who knows? That was us. We did that. The American people did that as a people. We could do more things ra than, than just send um, young people to their early graves in a war of corporate aggression. Jesus Christ. Uh, people, would anybody listen to me, please? I'm not talking to you guys. I mean... <laughs> The DLC mother effers, the betrayers of the of the legacy of FDR. You would think that they would look at the winning goddamn strategy. You know, the the only president that was ele elected in four landslide elections. That so pissed off the Republicans that as soon as they got a minute in control, they past the term limits for the presidency so another FDR would never happen again because they knew. And then they started looking around for their FDR and they decided, they landed on Reagan, although he didn't deserve it. 
What did he do? He left us with this income disparity, this upward immobility, this deregulated media hell that we're in. Well, the and the Democrats put the last nails in the coffin on that, too. They helped him along. You know, the age of big government is over. What does that mean? The age of giving a shit? The age of putting human progress in, in front of money? Oh, well, thanks for the warning. The age of human progress, and here we are. The age of human progress is over. So forget about securing a lasting peace like FDR suggested right before he died. How do you secure a lasting peace? You ensure that fascism never takes hold in the United States. And how? Into the income disparity. That's this how a dictator is made. That is, that's what he said. That is the stuff of dictatorship. Ugh, God, what do I know? Oh, sometimes it gets so... What do I know? Oh, my God. What, what do I know? I know a lot. A lot more. I, I, I wish I didn't know. Greg on the chat. Oops, I forgot to share Tara Buster on my Facebook page until just now. How dare you, Greg? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all right, Greg. Well, let's have... Let's talk about Twitler for a minute. I wanted to play... Uh, because I was thinking, what are we going to talk about tonight? So many things. Everything sucks. You know, life sucks. I'm depressed. Everybody sucks. Conservatives suck. It's hard living in the same country with the morons. Blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, wait a minute. What's going on? Lakewood Mall is trending? Why? Why, why? Anyway, well, I'm thinking, well, first of all, before I begin, I want to say thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Very generous super chat. And thank you, Malcolm, for your super chat. I really appreciate you being here. And I see a lot of new faces, too, on the chat. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. I hope that you continue to come back, enjoy the show, and keep coming back and hang out with us and share the show with your friends, with their other normal people. Because the way I break it down is that it's, it's really conservatism against normal people. You don't necessarily have to be a Democrat. It's Democrats, liberals, progressives... You know, and you know, normal people and conservatives on this, on the other hand. And we have to get this word out. We're on the right side of history and the right side of democracy. And we are reclaiming that proudly. That's why I call the show Unapologetic Liberal Talk. And where is Junior, Andrea is asking. I have no idea. They have been... 
hanging out on the refrigerator, the two of them, Francis Jr. Jr. and Tara Jr. Jr. And it's really getting me mad. Well, I'll show you. I took a picture. This is them on the refrigerator. They're just hanging out. There's no room for me up there. Maybe if I call him, he'll come in. Tara Jr. Jr. Tara Jr. I hear nothing. Tara Jr. Come here, boy. <laughs> Is that funny to say, Tara Jr.? Come here, boy. Come here, pop, 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 pop. Junior. Let's see if Francis comes. Francis. Francis. Eh. See, they don't listen. Francis. Sometimes Francis will listen. Francis. Come here, baby. Come here, Francis. Francis. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to this show. They'll be like, what is going on? Where are they, really? They're bothering me. Francis. Come on, boy. Nothing. No, no I hear nothing stirring. Sometimes I'll hear them jump down off the refrigerator. Nothing is stirring. Bastards. They're bastards. Little cat bastards. They are requested. Their their presence is requested and they don't I bet you next time, you know what, next show, maybe tomorrow, because, well, I want to say Ron Placone is going to be on the show tomorrow on our Saturday evening show, but I should bring treats. If I had a bag of treats here and shook the bag, they'd probably come running. But they're so annoying, aren't they? Because you want them. They have to do, they have one job, and it's to be a pet. Pet them, pet them. They have one goddamn job. All right, let's talk about Twitter. And I was, when I was thinking about what we're going to talk, talk about tonight, and I was just thinking, because what was on my mind, I was really, I had a terrible day mentally, and I was like, I can't believe I have to live in a country with so many assholes and so many idiots and dupes and and as i was saying earlier it's not the it's not twitler it's the dupes they're the worst they're the ones that make this possible this income disparity, this upward immobility, this hell that we're living in where 120,000 Americans are dead and 2 million more are sick. And it's only going to get worse, these freaks. And honestly, I have to say, go for it. Darwin, take the wheel. Let them rip. They deserve what they get. Unfortunately, they are going to affect a lot of decent people too. That's the problem. If only, and just like with their policies, if only the 
Republican policies affected those who supported them. No, they hurt everyone else. We all have to feel the the sting of the lash. For example, now that Twitler is he's coming after Obamacare again. Unbelievable. In the middle of a pandemic, this is the only... How stupid is this country? In the middle of a pandemic, this disgusting pig... Who has health care? Don't worry about him. A disgusting freak that he is. Hopefully he'll stroke out soon. But in the middle of a pandemic, he wants to ensure that the, that the for-profit health racket... Can go. We can all go back to the bad old days where they kicked you off when you got sick, where kids would reach their lifetime caps before they reach puberty, if they had leukemia or something, where they would, if you got sick, they'd go through it and figure out, oh, look, you had, you didn't disclose that you had acne at age 15, or um, on and on. All of the abuses and the pre-existing conditions. Oh, that's a pre-existing condition. You know, that even the Republicans, they love their pre-existing condition. Protect. This is what makes me sick about them. So like little babies. Oh, wait, don't take our pre-existing condition. Protect. We like that. Well, honey, you like it all. All it is is regulation that tells the health insurance racket that you're not, you know, just a host from which to suck profit and discard. But they're taking everyone with us. And that's why, with them, I should say, and that's why they hate this country and they are incapable of functioning. They don't want it. Oh, you can't make us buy health insurance and your remember your health your problem that was one of the republican talking points your health your problem well what kind of fucking country is that because what about your life fortune and sacred honor you pigs these are the same pigs that are like kneeling for the flag is so unpatriotic but your health your problem no, that's not the that's not a country. The mark of patriotism is that we're in this together. That's the point. Oh my god. But anyway, I just wanted to play a couple of videos. One of them is well, we I want because we were talking about the Trump network vitamins and I was thinking we we have a literal con man squatting in the oval office. Here is a CBS news report about Trump network. This is a 2016 report just to give you a background. The billionaire to recession proof opportunity during the economic downturn in 2009. The Trump network relied on participants to sell health supplements and other products person to person. Juliana Goldman is in Washington with how the business collapsed and caused some to lose thousands of dollars. Juliana, good morning. 
Good morning. Well, the concept wasn't really revolutionary. Companies like Mary Kay have sold products through what's called multi-level marketing for years. Those at the top tend to reap the most benefits. One person recruits three friends who recruits three friends and on down the line. Beginner sales. You see, that's how Trump is. That's who he is. He's not a businessman. He's not an innovator. He comes up with nothing. He doesn't bring anything to the table. He is a con artist, you stupid dupes who vote for him and cheer him. He's a con man with nothing. He's got no ideas except how do I get money from this person's pocket and put it into my pocket? My rapacious black hole of need that will never be filled. He's got nothing. Oh, mar multi-level marketing. A con. And it's a con from the word go. People lose their shirts in these schemes. Well, here, here's the story. But Continue. we're told to buy a $497 starter kit of Trump products like these so they could get in on the soon-to-be billion-dollar business. <laughs> We thought it was going to take off. We thought they would go international. They Eileen and George Kelly are retired college professors who live in Florida. They were selling hope there to a lot of people in the middle of a recession. I was sold on the product and, and the message and the, and the um, testimonials. And then, of course, Donald Trump coming on. The Trump network wants to give oh millions of people renewed hope and with an exciting plan to opt out of the recession. A reported 20,000 independent sales representatives bought the Trump Network products and tried to recruit others to sell them, too. But within two and a half years, the recession-proof business collapsed. Eileen Kelly says they lost $10,000. I hate to see people taken in like that, like we were. I mean, we're educated people. It's almost embarrassing. Donald Trump was the company's top recruiter. Almost embarrassing. Poor people, you know. Really, the, he sells bullshit. That's what he does. He sells them on the scam, and the scam is him. I'm a great businessman. I, make, I can make deals. I make so many deals. And that's why these poor people, in the middle of a recession, another Republican Great Recession, fell for the scam of a con man. And what happened to the con man? He walked away with these people's money. Somehow Trump always comes out the better. While the average American gets, gets played, gets hurt, dies. Now we're in a, in a position where he could bring the whole fucking world down. Traveled the country for two years promoting the scheme, including this 2009 launch in Miami. When I did The Apprentice, it was a long shot. This is not a long shot. This is going to be something that's really amazing. Trump sold. Does that sound familiar? This is the best. It's the greatest. It's the biggest. It's the best. It's the mo It's the babe. How stupid are people? Do they watch? They must. Oh, no, this is must be fake, fake news again, right? It's all fake. It's fake how the American people who got hooked up with the con man lost their shirt. That's all fake. That's their fault.
idiots, all the idiots at those Trump and Z rallies, him traveling around now, spreading the coronavirus to everyone, telling them not to wear masks because it's an insult to him. Well, they get what they deserve. Unfortunately, they're, some people won't, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to die. I just hope that they get what's coming to them. His name and his brand for a million dollars, according to a draft of the proposal from court documents. The business was run by Lou DiCaprio and brothers Scott and Todd Stanwood. Their previous company, Ideal Health, which became the Trump network, sparked some complaints like these to the Federal Trade Commission. Todd and Scott Stanwood and I have been diligent in our efforts to bring customized nutrition to all Americans. A key product was personalized vitamins, supposedly tailored to each customer after they <laughs> sent their urine to a lab for analysis. Disgusting. All this is hocus pocus, and none of this is based on actual science. Dr. Peter Cohen is a Harvard expert on supplements. The tests they're doing has nothing to do with their actual health, and matching their test results to the supplements is probably just a random guessing game rather than anything based on reality. To push credibility in its marketing material. What does that sound like? Not based on anything in reality. It's unreal. This is who Donald Trump is. He is a con man and a very lowbrow one at that. He's not smart. He's not a businessman. He has no good ideas. All he has are bad ideas that other people do better than him. He can't even do a scheme like this and be successful at it. You know, multi-level marketing. There are many multi-level marketing schemes that are still going. Right? For years. And people, pyramid schemes, multi-level marketing, where you have to, well, Amway, that's one of them. There's so many. Let's see. Here's a list. Well, Amway. <laughs> Isn't that, uh, he's got that Amway. That's uh, Betsy DeVos, Amway. Wow, there's a whole lot. I'm looking on the Wikipedia page for... But there's... Here's some defunct ones. World Leadership Group. Wake Up Now. United Sciences of America. Telex Free. Sunshine Empire. Metabolife. Remember that one? Yeah. Was that... Is that how you pronounce it? Meta, metabolic Life? Or Meta... Met, I can't pronounce it. Metabolife. Fund America, Betterware. These ones still exist. Five Links, ACN Inc., Advocare, Ambit Energy, Amsol, Amway. That's been going since 1959. Trump can't even get his dumb pee in a bottle vitamin scam to last two years. Avon products, that's one that we know and know that well. It says 
multi-level Avon Products is a multi-level marketing company in beauty, household, and personal care. Annual sales to up to 4.7 billion worldwide. Beachbody, Barefoot Books, Bio Performance, The Body Shop. That has a multi-level marketing. Forever Living Products. Free Life, Herbalife. We know that one. We've heard of that. Shit. Pampered Chef. Secret. Southwestern Advantage, Stream Energy, Telecom. Hmm. Anyway. He's a, he sucks. Does anybody need any more receipts with that? He sucks. He is a loser. The biggest goddamn loser. And I'm not kidding. He lost more money than any other individual tax American taxpayer for decades. He's the biggest parasite sucking on the government teat that this government, that the poor, sad American people have ever had to endure. What did we do? Is this our karma for being a racist-ass country built on genocide? Can we finally, finally fix our, our racist-ass system and have a system that works for all so we don't have this karma again bite us in the ass? As FDR told us, he said, let's build a lasting peace. Once we fight fascism and defeat fascism, come on, everyone, let's build a lasting peace. And how do you do that? You ensure that there is no economic disparity for which a dictator can take hold of and exploit. It's not that... It's not uh, a Rubik's Cube. We have hundreds... Mil millions, I don't know, whatever. Thousands of years of Western civilization. Not millions, but... And historical examples, what not to do and what to do to make this country right, to fix it. But we also, we have the Republicans and we have the conservative Democrats standing in the way, whining, because their billionaire benefactors or telling them, hey, no, 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 I like it the way it is. This is working. This is by design. We didn't build this broken-ass system to have you uprooted overnight like this. Why do you think we deregulated the media and we made our puppets in government uh, fix the tax laws so we can reap these record profits? while you go lower and lower on the ladder. What do you think? And then we deregulated the media so we can have the likes of Rush Limbaugh and the corporate mouthpieces telling everybody, you know, we got the ones on the right saying it's all black people's fault, and then we got the ones on the left telling us 
take a knee and everything will be better. Well, what's what's going on? And then the people in the middle, the those the normal people, the ones who are, hey, let's really do this thing called democracy, a system that works for all. There are other countries all over. Look, look at Scandinavia, look at New Zealand, look at Canada, look at Norway, Sweden. Uh, I mean, hello, let's take what they have done and that they've done correctly and let's bring it home. Oh, we can't do it. Why? We're too big here. This is what I hear all the time. It's just a big country. Well, we're the richest effing country. We, we could do whatever we want, including go to the goddamn moon, but we can't build a country that works for all? Okay, I'll call you bluff. Then let's break it up. If it's just too big for everybody to have a decent life, then it's not working. Then break up. Let's break up. Cut the goddamn country in half, in quarters, if need be. Have enough. I've had enough. All right, let's continue with this uh, CBS News report on the Trump Network vitamin scam. The Trump Network suggested that Harvard expert Dr. David Ludwig endorsed the products, but Ludwig says he never did and was mortified when he found out his name was connected to the brand. Can you believe that? That's a con man. Right there. They just put some guy's name on there, a doctor, and he's like, what? I'm involved in the Trump Network vitamins? That's your president, ladies and gentlemen. That's the blue-collar billionaire. That's your champion of the people. That a lot of dum-dums vote for. And yeah, they're dumb. And if how dare you? If you want to vote for him again, you should... You should really smack yourself in the face and say, what's wrong with me? Anybody who supports this filthy, disgusting disgrace to the human race is also a filthy, disgusting disgrace to the human race. I'm sorry. That's it. I have no time for you good Germans. You're part of the problem. And you should be ashamed, at least have the decency to be ashamed. Demanded and received this apology from the Trump network. We contacted over 30 former sales reps for the Trump network. Most said they believed in these products, but some said that when they looked back at the fees they paid associated with trainings, with conferences, and with the products themselves, they're not sure they made any money at all. Of course about you didn't. half say they still support Trump, but most said that they were kept in the dark about looming problems at the company. Half say they still support Trump. I guess it's hard to admit when you've been played. Yes, I still support him. I still support my abuser. I'm a battered spouse. Pining for an abuser. Please, Daddy, can I have another? I hate myself. Trump declined our request for an interview. His attorney says he did not own the company or make the products. Of course not. He also said Trump never endorsed the merchandise, despite this letter signed by Trump saying, I believe in the Trump Network products. (laughs) Eileen Kelly's... What? That's 
Nothing. It lies. One it just says whatever he fucking needs to say, whoever he's talking to. I didn't say that. I didn't, That wasn't me. He's a sociopath. She's delayed her retirement to pay off Hello. the debt from the Trump network. And she says when she sees candidate Trump talking about how he will change America. I'm really a good businessman. I'm so good at business. Oh, you people are going to be so rich so fast. You don't even. Holy shit. When I saw that clip again, I wanted to, I really wanted to punch something. Oh, I'm so rich. Oh, you people are going to be so rich. And now, fast forward, a couple of years later, 120,000 dead and counting, millions out of work and counting, millions sick and counting. This country on the verge of uh, complete and utter, what, another, another, yet another Republican Great Depression. In a hundred years, a little over a hundred years. How many more times? How much more do they get to fail again and again and again? Look at these fucking kids in the back with the wall shirt, you pigs. Your parents must be lovely people who didn't raise you right. Lovely. Disgusting people. No, they're not lovely. The apple doesn't, the rotten apple doesn't fall far from the tree. All these dumb, look at them all, stupid-looking white boys. Trump the wall. Make, yeah, this, what he's what he's done is given these dumb bullies permission to act like assholes. Oh, I am really rich. I'm so good at business. Who says that? What actual businessman or woman says that? You don't have to say it. You just do it. Fucking bloviating con man. About how he will change America? I'm really a good businessman. I'm so good at business. Oh, you people are going to be so rich so fast. You don't even... I... You don't even know. It's like those Trump Network vitamins. Oh... Just wait. You pee in that cup so fast, and you're going to get such great vitamins that are non-FDA approved. No, no, don't worry. Don't. You don't need approval. Just take them. Put those... Uh, they're sugar pills. It don't matter as long as you think they work. They work. Oh, my God. Believe for a moment that... Thank that he's going to change things. We just Thank went through it with him. Change? Now, most of the marketers we spoke yeah. with blamed the owners for the network's demise. Oh, Dana, the three men later filed for bankruptcy and declined our request for an interview, citing confidentiality agreements with the Trump organization. Bullshit. Juliana, thank you. Amazing what people choose to believe and who they choose to blame mm -hmm. uh -huh. for their issues. Well, here's some more videos from the Trump network. Let me see. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I have to do it to you. Lua Gomer. No, not that.
Hello, I'm Donald Trump, and welcome to the Trump Network. I want you to know why I'm so excited to be a part of this great organization. Bad point. At no time in recent history has our economy been in a state that it is today. It's a mess. The economic meltdown, greed, and ineptitude in the financial industry why is he screaming? the dreams of millions of people. Americans need a new plan. They need a new dream. The Trump network wants to give millions of people renewed hope and with an exciting plan to opt out of the recession. Opt out. Let's get out of this recession right now. Ugh. With cutting edge health and wellness wow. formulas and a system where you can develop your own financial independence, the Trump network offers people the opportunity to achieve their American dream. I'm still looking for dreams. I'm doing damn well in life. But I'm still looking for wow. the Wow. It's a winning combination because it means you and your family can benefit financially from our breakthrough program. Follow our step-by-step -step success system that will help you grow your business. This journey is going to be a fantastic one, and you're going to have a lot of fun. The Trump Network is positioned to help millions of people overcome the recession and achieve the success they've always dreamed of. I hope you're going to join us. It's going to be fun and hopefully very profitable. Ugh. Hi, I'm Lou DiCaprio, president of the Trump Network. You just heard Donald Trump say that you're going to have a lot of fun and hopefully make a lot of money. I'd like a to lot of fun getting raped by Donald Trump. And to share with you why I truly believe that you can take what Donald Trump just said to heart and to the bank. For the past 12 Holy years, the three economic partners, Scott Stanwood and I, have been diligent in our efforts to bring customized nutrition to all, all Americans. All right, let's keep. This is this is the Trump Network event. Enough. We're dedicated to supporting you. Ready? Join the Trump Network. Wow, it's powerful. Hi, this is Dixie on the red carpet here at the Trump Network event. There's a lot of buzz and excitement going on. Let's find out what it's all about. So much buzz! Look at all that buzz! Look at that buzz! Is late. I'll show you. Look at all that buzz there. Wait, hold on. A lot of buzz and excitement going on. Let's find out what it's all about. Look at that buzz. Can't you feel the energy? Look at the buzz there. There's a guy standing. There's nobody sitting at these tables. There's so much buzz. Oh, laughing. Nobody in the background. Bunch there of hotel guests. There is nothing in the history of this industry that has ever occurred that has the resonance, the importance, the recognition, and the quality of the name Donald Trump. Mm. He will transform mm. this industry. There has been no other time better than right now. Everything is in place. Poor it's lady. Storm mm -hmm. With the products that uh, we have to offer. All you gotta do is pee in a cup. Help them build a, a tremendous future. Let uh, these non-FDA approved vitamins our, our course through your veins. Compensation plan is the most generous in the industry, and the integrity of our company is not to be believed. You need to get a network marketing, and you cannot be in any other network marketing company besides Donald Trump. Wow. Who can compete with him? <laughs> I don't think no one. Can. He's the this best. Is a great way to help a lot of people and have incredible residual income. Really? This is a recession proof business. Um, I've been in network marketing for about approaching 15 years. This is the biggest one that I've ever seen, uh, just the opportunity alone. My wife got in the business about a year ago, and uh, I joined her. I left a six-figure income because oh, I realized... Oh, you poor sucker. 
You left a six-figure income. Bullshit. Who is this person? You left a six-figure income to go hawk somebody's pee cup for some non-FDA-approved vitamins? Are you kidding me? Well, that's not a very smart person. But obviously a Trump voter. To make, you know, the kind of money CEOs make working at home on our own schedule. When I found out that Donald Trump was having his own company. It's that, a no-brainer, really. <laughs> it is a no-brainer. That brings so much to the industry. It brings credibility. Really? It brings us to a new level. Where do we because live? Am I in a... Am I in Mars? What is happening? And so when we talk business... Trump means business. Once I saw the business opportunity, I knew right then and there that this was for me. And it is the most amazing company, and it's a quality of Where are they now really, without really their charged. Trump cult? This is a company that's going to completely change my industry. What I see that Trump branding will do for us is it's an opportunity for everybody now to jump on board and create the life of their dreams. And we will be a major, multi-million dollar global company. We're going to help a lot of people. We're going to help people be able to improve their health. And You're going to be so ways. rich. We're going to be able to help people take back the American dream, help people diversify their income. By and help selling really non-FDA-approved vitamins. And the people who are fortunate to hear about it now and get the word out quickly are really going to prosper and really be wow. able to some very significant income and set themselves up financially. It's not like they're selling crack or something. They can pay them some very significant income month after month, year after year. Yeah. As long as you bring more suckers to the table. Success, it's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest thing to ever hit network marketing. As a physician, I know the quality and the integrity of this product line. They're industry-changing products. Of so course, it didn't last two better, years. That's going to give you more energy to change your life. I have chills all day long. I can't believe that we are the Trump network. It is an icon who has joined us. His brand is known internationally. There's not one person who doesn't know Donald Trump. And everybody is all of a sudden the right person mm. to join this company. It is unbelievable. We did the 40, 50 hour work weeks, you know, everything necessary yeah. to provide for a family of six. But you know, it's a busy life just mm -hmm. like everybody else is caught up in today. And this really allowed us to kind of dream again and really wow. think about the possibilities that life could offer. This will never happen again in our lifetime. Millions of people are going to uh, come on board. It's the perfect storm. Do you want to be in front of the storm with a million people at your back door? Are you How many people are clamoring to pee in a cup for some vitamins? It's an unfathomable idea. It's a stupid idea. And how many people have to sell this? Why would anybody leave their job? We're, we're paying, we're supporting a family of six, Those that couple said. I First of all, who knows if they're real people or actors, or I would like to catch up to them today. See how they're doing, but... <laughs> what this means to this entire country... Is so phenomenal. Get in now. <laughs> Don't miss the ride. We are going to change America and the position that people are in. Get on board. Don't think about it. Just do it. Don't. It's that's that. A once in a life. <laughs> that is really the uh, the solution there, or the answer. It requires you not to think. <clears throat> Just jump on the Trump train, dum dums. So, for example, 
let's see. What happened to, here's an article from the Washington Post about Trump Network <clears throat> from, 19, uh, from 2016 by Anna Swanson. It says, the Trump Network sought to make people rich but left behind disappointment. The salespeople at Ideal Health were thrilled when they heard Donald Trump would become the new face of their company. The New York real estate mogul whose reality show The Apprentice made him famous licensed his name to the firm, which is what Trump does, right? That's what he did. He doesn't build anything. He takes his, his shitty brand, his tacky, gilded brand of Trump and slaps it on things that other people build. That's everywhere. That's why they're able all over New York City to take his name off of their co-ops and different buildings all over New York. They're taking his name off everything that can, that they can. Because he doesn't own it. He's licensed his name. I don't know why anybody would want to pay him a fucking license to put his ugly, tacky, gilded name, his classless wife-cheating name, his trophy wife, his greed-centered, ugly name on the side of people's buildings. He sucks. He ruins everything he touches. But anyway, the New York... I got to stop saying anyway, too. I got to stop saying a lot of words, guys. I know, I know. I'm I'm apologizing. The New York City real estate mogul whose reality show The Apprentice made his famous licensed his name to the firm, which was then rebranded as the Trump Network in 2009. Oh, my God, people cried when they heard it. It was him, says Jenna Nudson, who worked as a high-ranking saleswoman for Ideal Health at the time. They cried and looked at each other and said, we're going to be millionaires. Nutson and her colleagues sold customized vitamins and other health products as part of a controversial business model known as multi-level marketing, in which companies pay salespeople commissions for selling products and recruiting more representatives. That's how you make money. And you don't make money. Most people do not make money in multi-level marketing. You not... It is very rare. You make nothing. Not that I ever was involved. I just know a little bit about it because I read about it. The majority of people get stuck with closets filled uh, of leggings, ugly leggings that they can't sell or cookware or candles or uh, scents. Stupid shit they can't Tupperware. They're friends. There's only so many friends you can have a a candle party with or whatever. I've been to some of them. How many times? You got to sell this shit? Give me a break, man. Trump, whose presidential campaign is based in part on his reputation as a businessman. Now, what real businessmen and women are involved with multi-level marketing scams? You see Bloomberg with a multi-level market. How about Jeff Bezos or any one of these fuckers? No. 
Okay. Yes. Trump is well known for licensing his name to golf courses, hotels, clothing, wine, and many other products. But in this case, he became involved in an industry that consumer advocates had long criticized for promising financial independence to sales recruits, but but rarely delivering it. Ideal Health had already faced complaints about its practices. Trump says he was not... Wait, wait, he... What the hell? Trump says he was not involved in the company's operations. Of course, it's always somebody else's fault. Yes, a candle party, Greg. Is that something like a Tupperware party? Yes, it was some other stupid multi-level market. It was somebody that I knew had... She was selling candles and all different kinds of candles and candle holders and candle... Candle... Let's see, what was it called? Multi-level... The top 10 candle multi-level marketing companies. Enchanting scents, soilicious candles, scent stations, moi, moji life, party light, scentsy. Who the hell remembers? I was probably drunk. Uh, let's see. Trump says he wasn't involved in the company's operations, of course, because he's a con man and everybody else goes down but him. He is left holding the profits while everybody else is left holding their hands up in the air saying, please don't shoot. But statements by him and other company representatives, as well as a plethora of marketing material circulating online, often gave the impression of a partnership that was a certain lift to thousands of it was certain to lift thousands of people into prosperity in fact within a few years the company fell on hard times leaving some salespeople in tough financial straits it ultimately was acquired by another firm but when trump joined forces with ideal health he was enthusiastic about its future when i did the apprentice it was a long shot this is not a long shot, Trump told a network convention of at least 5,000 people in Miami in, in 2009. His face projected onto a giant screen. This is going to be something truly amazing. It's going to be our company as a group, he added. Salespeople afflicted or <laughs> afflicted, affiliated with the newly branded company, also highlighted the relationship. We're working on projects behind the scenes every single day with Mr. Trump. Kim Stone, who was one of the highest level sales representatives in the com company, said in a video that was posted online, literally, you will be able to set yourself up for the rest of your Rotten, stupid, duped-ass life, financially speaking. If you take advantage of the timing right now with this company. In an interview, Stone said many salespeople believe Trump would be more involved. Initially, when the owner said, we're all becoming the Trump network, they kind of led the field to believe he was financially a part of it, she said. And technically, it was just a branding deal. 
Trump attorney Alan Garten said in a statement that Trump has always been transparent about his relationship. Oh, fuck. There goes the fucking fireworks. Who the fuck? Look at me. I got boom boom. I'm going boom boom. Bing bong bing bong boom 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 bing bong. Look, I'm making boom boom sounds. Everyone, me, me. His role in the Trump network was limited to licensing the Trump brand and providing motivational speeches to the members. You're going to be great. I'm great. You're, you, can't win. You, you can only win. I, you can't lose. Because I can't lose. I'm great. You're, you got to be like me. I swear. You're going to be so rich. You're going to be like, I'm, I'm winning. I'm too much winning. Too much. Please stop. Stop. All the winning. Stop. 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 Hit me. Oh, bang me, daddy. Bang me. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't want to get a r bad rating from YouTube. Where am I? He also was not involved in the manufacturing or sale of any of the Trump Network products. To be clear, Mr. Trump's role in the network was clearly disclosed to everyone involved in the company and its members, whether you be a member or an inter independent contractor or the marketing material are on the products itself. Interviews with nine former salespeople and industry and academic experts, as well as court filings, Federal Trade Commission complaints, and the Trump Network documents. I'd like to read those Federal Trade Commission complaints and videos that remain online today tell the story of Trump leveraging his name and reputation only to leave some, only some little naysayers, haters, fake newsers, liars, all liars. Only some of them, they didn't like it. They were jealous. That's it. Jealous of the success. Who else? Who? Who among us doesn't want to piss in a cup and get specially manufactured sugar pills not approved by the FDA? Huh? This shit makes itself. It sells itself. It's like... It's like crack. Or, I don't know, methamphetamine, if you're for the, for the southern connoisseur. Let's see, where am I? Okay, Trump Network is not the first Trump-affiliated company to receive scrutiny and other of Trump's branding arrangements has become a topic in the campaign. Trump University which has been sued along with Trump for promising to teach people unique ways to make money in real estate. Well, what if the Trump network failed? When you, you hopped up on Trump network vitamins, you go right into cramming for your Trump University finals. 
Who? How are you gonna stay up all night? You need. You gotta. Cr you know, some people actually crush their Trump network vitamins and snort them. Because that gets, gives them extra, hits them faster. Oh, hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Your presence was requested. <laughs> Your presence was requested long time ago, Jr. Where were you? Explain yourself to the to people. Explain yourself. Do you, what do you got to say? Nothing? Okay, well, I get it. Where were we? Which has been sued, along with Trump, for promising to teach people unique ways to make money in real estate, a program that would cost thousands of dollars without actually delivering any effective lessons. What does that sound like? Sounds like everything. Students also say they were misled about the extent of Trump's involvement there, too. Trump has rejected the allegations. They're all a bunch of liars, haters, fake newsers, un-American traitors. Some of Trump network sales representatives who suffered after the company ran into trouble say that the lack of commitment by Trump and the Trump network owners let them down. Knudsen, who has reached one of the companies who had reached one of the company's top sales ranks, had thousands of people working under her. Holy shit, lady. You really need to get a real job. And at one point was earning thousands of dollars a month. <laughs> this poor bitch ended up losing her house, her car purchased as part of the company's rewards program was repossessed in the middle of the night. She said she was a single mother with no alimony and no child support and her kids were traumatized. Well, that's all of us now, honey. This is the whole world is traumatized now. I got PTSD. I certainly do. I have PTSD from life and now I got PTSD from this country. Being an American. Thank God I have an emotional support cat. Right? Come here. You're so quiet now. Why are you so quiet? Talk to me. Speak to me. Speak. They changed us to the Trump network, so we thought we were his company. He was invested in us, but we were just an endorsement. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta get better on the sound effects here. You know? But we were just an endorsement. Wait, fuck. <laughs> I fucked it up again. But we were just an endorsement. <laughs> I'll get better. That's why I say become a patron. So I get better. 
So we do more shows and then you get better. That's how it works. More shows, more patrons, more viewers, more patrons, more shows. More patrons, more viewers, more show, more better. We don't know. Who do who who, who wait 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 wait. Roll re reel it in. Okay. They changed us to the Trump network. So we thought we were his company. He was invested in us, but we were just an endorsement. We were just paying to rent his name. Nutson said, was Trump to blame? We don't know, but he certainly did not do what he said. He did not support us. He did not make this company his baby company. His baby company? <laughs> what do you mean? His baby company? No, he, had, he didn't give a shit about you. You're not his baby. That's what he called Stormy Daniels, his baby. While his wife was home with his baby. You're nothing to him. You're a nothing. You're a nobody. Like the rest of us. And somewhere between the owners and Donald Trump, they devastated thousands of people and no one ever apologized. <laughs> Guys, you gotta be... Please. Joke's on you, that's why. The road to the Trump network. When he sets his sights on ideal health in the, in the 2000s, Trump did not hint at any qualms about the industry. I'm a big fan of network marketing. Trump said at the Miami convention in 2009, I'm a big fan of network marketing. I have to get that clip. Holy shit. Wait. What the hell? How come I can't see the page I'm looking at? I see the page. Where the fuck is it? Ew, what is that? Oh, that's... So annoying. I'm sorry, guys. That's why, while I say, become a patron. Here we go. The difference between opportunity... Oh, wait, let me go back. It's loud. Wow, wee, there he is. Bam, bam, bam. There's your great man of the people. Ew, what an entrance. Woohoo! tell you though Lou Todd and Scott these are terrific guys and I wouldn't be doing it without them they just 
have such heart for the people in this room. They really want to make people be successful, and you are going to be successful. We're all going to be successful together, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. You have to have fun. Do we agree? Oh, my God. Look at all these suckers. You know, it's funny. I just came from the final shooting of The Apprentice. Has everyone heard of The Apprentice? Oh, my God. He's, the shtick never changes. Season. And I said to Lou backstage, I'm going to mention The Apprentice because The Apprentice was something that should not have happened. That's for sure. 97% of the shows that go on television fail. They fail immediately for some reason. Whatever. They fail. So I got involved in The Apprentice and my... Oh, whatever. I, I, meant, I didn't mean to Lou hit that. backstage. I'm going to mention The Apprentice because The Apprentice was something that should not have happened. You're damn straight. Time, All right, let's just forward. Really amazing. I want people to be successful. I want people to make a lot of money. And I want people to enjoy it because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to be successful. Oh, oh shut up. Just love what you're doing. And if you don't the next thing... And they turned out to be great. I just wouldn't quit. I just wouldn't give up. Just wouldn't give up. <laughs> we want to do and we want to have a five-year plan. We want to end up being the biggest in the industry. I really believe we can. We are going to be the biggest in the industry. We have unbelievable enthusiasm. I know Holy other marketing shit. companies. And there's nothing like I've seen like what we're witnessing. This is, this an is amazing, the same speech he just gave to the assholes at the, in Arizona. Group. We're going to come out with new and different products. They're going to be wonderful products. The network itself is going to be amazing. And, you know, I say it again. We're going to have fun, but we're really going to have success because success leads to fun. You know, failure usually doesn't lead to lots of fun. Do we agree? We're going to have a lot of success, and everyone's going to enjoy it. So thank you all for the incredible, incredible evening. And enjoy yourselves. And let's make this the number one network marketing company anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank wow. You. <laughs> Sorry. It didn't work. All right. When he set his sight, oh wait, where was I? On ideal health in the 2000s, Trump did not hint on any qualms about the industry. I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of network marketing. We are, we like success, right? We're going to be so successful here. Like nobody's ever seen. I just came from uh, The Apprentice. Everybody here of The Apprentice, right? We, you heard of it, uh, a little something. Uh, it's the same effing shtick he runs on the dupes that vote for him. Ideal Health was started in 1997 by Scott Stanward, his brother Todd, and Lou DiCaprio, who had worked together in the multi-level marketing business. Ideal Health's flagship product, later the Trump Network, was a multivitamin tailored for customers based on a urine test. Get ready, people. It cost $139.95 in a recession. 
Okay. Plus $69.95 a month on, on top of that. Plus an additional $99.99 for additional testing every six months. You could see how they hand, well, how they sold it to Twitler. They're like, every month, they, they probably went in with, um, with charts about multi-level marketing, how much people make. It wasn't about helping anybody or even helping anybody get rich. He thought he was going to enlist an army of dupes to go out there and fail. These dupes were going to spend their money. That's how Trump makes money. Whether they sell to their uh, anybody in their you know their ne- neighbor, their aunt, their sister, their brother, that's incidental. You can only run out of you how many friends and family before they stop stop being polite, and you ask them to buy your your shitty expensive vitamins that are non FDA approved. But that's how it was sold to Trump. You're going to be so rich because, look, you get all of these idiots taking money out of their own pocket to give to you. And then on top of it, they have $69, uh, well, $70 a month for the vitamins on top of the initial test of $140. And then plus every six months of maintenance of $100. This is a, it's a big scam. Uh, And the vitamins that they sent people, it's not tailored. Who, where are the doctors? Where are the labs? Everyone gets the same scammy pills. Sugar pills and non-FDA approved. Placebos. Same scam though. And now he's taken this multi-level marketing plan and he's turned it into the Trump campaign and the Make America Great campaign with the idiots selling them the same prosperity. Everyone, we're going to be so rich, everyone. And at what cost? It doesn't matter who, who dies, how many get sick, how many die, how many get unemployed, how many people continue slipping lower on the ladder, he'll get richer. They have attached their rapacious gullets to the federal treasury now, and they will never let it go until we make them. Always got to add that, until we make them. Guess what? Yeah. We have to. <laughs> we allow this to continue. Former salespeople praised the product, saying it helped customers live lives happier lives, but some experts say it was questionable. There's very little evidence to suggest that this test is going to provide you with a clinically meaningful information or that the supplements they provide are going to make you healthy, said Tim Caulfield, a public health professor at the University of Alberta and a longtime analyst of uh, alternative medicine. But most of the controversy surrounding ideal health and later the Trump network 
stems from how the companies rewarded and recruited sales representatives. Although many multi-level marketing companies are legal, the FTC has called some thinly disguised pyramid schemes. Scott Stanwood said he couldn't comment because of confidentiality agreements with the Trump organization. What else is new? He said he was speaking on behalf of Ideal Health and Trump Network's other owners. As is common with the model, Trump Network sales reps made money when they sold products and when salespeople weren't working under them made purchases. They weren't employees, so they weren't guaranteed a salary. And because salespeople paid up front for products each month, they bore a lot of the risk. Well, there you go. The Trump Network compensation plan shows that those in sales were promised big rewards. A hypothetical example presented by the company showed that salespeople could build levels of salespeople under them and would earn commissions of $100 or $20 or $25 every time a new recruit bought a business starter kit for $497. Extraordinary growth on level 7, the plan says. 20, uh, wait, 2,187 people times $20? That equals a lot of money. In one complaint to the FTC obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, one former sales representative recounted spending $1,887.75 on starter kits and other materials, and the quote says, they kept tricking me into believing that I will make money by just selling more products and inviting more people, but the rate of return is low. Who is not identified, oh wait, a consumer who is not identified wrote, in other words, they are scamming and deceiving people, making money if, if they, uh, making them believe that if they just hang in there, they will make money. Well, how they're making money is the dupes who believe the scam and buy the starter kits. Garner said that the Trump network didn't receive any complaints from the FTC. Katie Baker, an attorney with the FTC, said that the FTC doesn't reach out to companies to resolve individual complaints. Well, there you go. So they say, hey, nobody complained to me. The FTC never called. Well, that's what they don't do. They don't call you. Well before Trump got involved, Ideal Health had faced Similar questions about its business practices, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's been a scam. They try to use people's hopes and dreams to empty their wallets. Read one complaint. Another claim they were encouraged to mortgage their home for $70,000 to buy shares in TV advertising. One customer said... They joined the company expecting to make a five-figure monthly income, but instead ended up spending $9,000 on promotional appear, um, materials. Jesus Christ. Come here. Trump was not new to multi-level marketing. He had already been involved for several years with 
ACN, a company that sells phones and other services. I didn't know that. Hmm. According to documents released earlier this year by his campaign in 2014 and 15, Trump received $1.35 million in fees for speaking engagements with ACN. ACN that tr said that Trump was a paid keynote speaker at company events. The hell is ACN? What is ACN? Hmm. ACN Opportunity. North American-based multi-level marketing. Holy shit. Which provides telecommunications, energy, merchant services, and other services, depending on the country, through, through a network of independent sellers who can also recruit other sellers. What is, let me see, Trump, if we can find a Trump ACN speech. And what do you want to bet? It says, it's, it's the same thing. This is the best. It's the greatest. You will wa won't go wrong with the ACN services. Entrepreneur Donald J. Trump. Long before he was a presidential candidate, businessman Donald Trump endorsed products and companies. One such company is called ACN, which sold long-distance so phone services and video phones. I've been working with ACN for a few years now. Since that time, I've developed a great relationship with ACN. And the more I learn about them, the more I like and respect them. Oh, my God. I see incredible potential in the things they're doing now. Trump even featured the company on his show, Celebrity Apprentice. ACN is described as a multi-level marketing firm, which means you buy in for $499, recruit others to buy in and sell, and you get a percentage of their income. Trump started endorsing the company some 10 years ago. You don't really know what you're getting into when you're going in there. Apollo Rodriguez bought in, lured in part by the Trump name. Right, now there you go. Now he wishes he hadn't. He says he eventually lost thirty dollars to $50,000. That mid-six-figure income he was led to believe would be his never materialized. I thought that it was an ingenious uh, thing that the, the, the owners of ACN could bring somebody like that who's a businessman, successful, kind of the role model in business of success My God. to get people to get more inspired to do this. He's Trump is there for the money. He sees an opportunity. He uses his brand. According to this... Can you this role model for success? He's not the... He's just a goddamn... Fake. Federal disclosure report filed by Trump as part of his presidential bid. He was paid $450,000 a year by ACN for at least three years. The company has so far successfully defended itself against allegations here and abroad that it's nothing more than a pyramid scheme. Author and critic Robert Fitzpatrick, who describes himself as a multi-level marketing expert, says Trump owes a lot more than his name to ACN's independent contractors. He appeared to be endorsing it blindly and without knowledge of it, or he had the knowledge of it and did it anyway for money. Trump told the Wall <laughs> Street think? Journal, I do not know the company. I know oh, nothing about the company not. other than the people who run the company. I'm not familiar with what wow. they do or how they go about doing that. Does any of and this I make that sound clear familiar. in my speeches. But 
Trump seems to be quite familiar with the company based on this. It's like Michael Cohen. It's uh, Levin Igor. Success stories, a strong product people really need and want, and a clear plan for the future. ACN has all of these things. So how does Trump explain that apparent contradiction? Good question. His representatives have ignored repeated attempts to get him to clarify his position. Apollo Rodriguez, for one, isn't buying anything Trump is selling. That's what he does. That's how he makes money. He endorses, like, Trump vodka, which was horrible. <laughs> Trump University, which I don't know what's going on in there either. Um, ACN, he endorsed that. He endorses lots of things. So one question, have these controversies hurt Trump's presidential bid? So uh, far, the answer seems not. clearly no. But well, he's running on his record as a businessman, as a deal maker, oh as being smarter than most politicians. And his critics say he's just smart enough to make money off of those who buy into his name without caring about the results. Wow. Phil Schumann. As we know, a sucker is born every minute and Trump and Z's are living proof. It's so depressing where we live and who we live amongst, the idiots, dum-dums, who will vote for him again, the carnival barker. And speaking of, I wanted to, the last thing I'm going to play before we get unconscious tonight, because I want to get unconscious. It's 11 o'clock. And I'm tired. I'm tired of being admired. I'm just kidding. That's a song from Blazing Saddles, right? I'm tired. Tired of all the games. Ain't in a crying shame. Madeline Kahn, I'm tired. Tired of being admired. <laughs> tired of love uninspired. Let's face it, I'm tired. What's going on in the chat room, by the way? Is everybody still here? I'm going to be taking attendance. So, please, um, everybody look busy. I'm coming into the chat room. <laughs> Let's see. Anybody give me any super chats? Nope, not since the last time I looked. That's all right. I don't hold it against you. You're all patrons, too. Who is here? Mark. Platitudes you can't accept. That's a name. Octopro Strainer. Oh, you guys are having a fight in the chat room. Steve Grossman, Greg. Mark C, Executive Decision. Mark C. Andrea, Terry, hello, Richard, everybody is, let's see, S. King, hello, got to go to work, hi Tara, hello, I'll listen to the podcast, okay, great, thank you Steve, S. King, I mean, Malcolm, hello, 
Yes. He says Trump is Obama's legacy. That is true. Shannon, of course. Hello, Shannon. Paradu. And, of course, Haiku. And Greg, the number one Tower Buster friend, Greg. And Gup. Patricia, hello, hello. All right, one last thing I want to play. Hold on a second. One of the Tarabuster fans, friends, community supporters, Kenneth, sent this video to me. He sometimes sends me things. Can't always keep up with everything, so it's nice to get uh, people who send me stuff. I appreciate it because it's hard to keep track of everything. Anyway, he sent me this great video. Well, it's um, it's from Now This, and it's all about Fred Trump and what a scumbag he was. And Fred Trump's history, he's a greed-centered ghoul, just like his disgusting son. And Fred Trump, how... Fred Trump destroyed Coney Island because he's a greedy scumbag. And thank you, Terry Taylor, for the super chat. But this is from Now This. I hope they don't get hit with uh, copyright. That's the other thing. One of the things about playing videos, sometimes, you know, you got to be careful. So I might not play the whole thing. I think I'm, let me see how long it is. It's about seven minutes long, so we'll we'll fast forward through it a little bit. So, here, here we go. Substandard housing, lots of deaths. Fred Trump contributed to all of that. All right. In so many scandals in Coney Island. What happened in the 1950s was there was an area of Coney Island on Ocean Parkway, which was referred to as the gut. It was a real mixed neighborhood. Fred Trump thought that this site would be better if he had it. So New York City created an opportunity zone. I'm just reading it for those on the chat. I mean, on the, on the podcast. And then Fred Trump saw an opportunity. He used his political connections to gain these sites. He would replace the homes and gut the and gut them with Trump Village. Declared an urban renewal area. All of these people had to be relocated. All of this took place between 1960 and 1962. So. The man who's speaking in this video, Charles Denson, recorded some of the displaced family stories. I was about 11, maybe going on 12 years old. They had tore down a lot of the houses. Do you remember what year this was? It must have been 62. And I didn't know who Mr. Trump was. Men came to the house. And we were told that we had to move. He then gained federal housing funds and then overcharged the tenants and overestimated all of his costs. So he was accused of windfalls of millions of dollars. 
African-American members of that community were not offered apartments in Trump Village. The white members of that community were. So you had 900 African-American families almost entirely who had to be relocated. And this became another one of Fred Trump's scams. What he did was to collect a relocation fee from the city. He made a profit on each family that was relocated. And he took these families and put them into the summer bungalows of the west end of Coney Island. The owners would say, well, we don't have heat. They're not winterized. He said, oh, you put in space heaters. They had bad wiring. They couldn't handle the space heaters. A lot of these bungalows burned. There were many deaths. Children died in these bungalow fires over the years. I witnessed this and I documented it. Starting when I was 11 or 12 years old, I began photographing the neighborhood. Here you can see one of the bungalow colonies. And here is a uh, fire in the bungalows. These fires were a constant part of my childhood here. They were almost all African-American families. It's well documented that Trump was racist in his apartment rentals. The government sued Trump for denying rentals to people of color. It says, well, here, I'm just going to fast forward a little bit because it gets worse. And for that, many people know that he was the person who demolished Steeplechase Park. Steeplechase was the anchor of Coney Island. As long as Steeplechase was there, Coney Island would survive. Steeplechase opened in 1897. It was the most beautiful amusement park. This was something that had quite an influence on my, <laughs> on my childhood. It was an indoor amusement park. It had a beautiful stained glass facade. It had classical architecture. There were fluted columns. There was statuary, rose gardens. The rides were all classical rides. You pay your money and you take your choice. You can be spun, banged, turned upside down, or half killed. There was an attraction called the Insanatorium. When you got off the steeplechase horse, you were chased by a clown with a paddle. It was not like your typical amusement park. It was more about leaving your everyday life and being inside this magical place. Fred Trump stepped in and bought the property. What Trump wanted to put on the steeplechase site was, as he described it, Miami Beach housing, luxury housing with waterfront views. More tacky, more disgusting Trump ideas. To turn to tear down something that has that has meaning. Something could you imagine what Steeplechase Park would look like now if they kept it up and uh, and the history something that goes back to the eighteen hundreds. It could be a tourist attraction, another tourist attraction in New York. No, instead, when Fred Trump just dismantled and destroyed Steeplechase Park. He brought in economic ruin for the community because the, there were no more tourists. The Steeplechase Pavilion and 14 acres surrounding it was zoned as C7, which is amusement zoning. That's the only use it has. He tried to get the zoning changed and the city denied it. So he figured if he demolished the pavilion and raised the site, that the city would be forced to give him his zoning change. In September 1966, he sent out engraved invitations to witness the beginning of the demolition of the park. 
He posed in front of a bulldozer. He had, as the headline said, six bikini beauties posing in the shovel of this bulldozer. They threw bricks through the stained glass, knocking out the teeth and the smile of the steeplechase face. It was very similar to uh, a lot of the things that his son Donald does as far as having women as props and just being vicious in, in um, their business. This is the demolition of the pavilion. You can see the stained glass and the horses painted on the front. This is where the steeplechase face was. And I witnessed this. This is one of the saddest experiences of my life. I thought until the last minute that somehow this building would survive and would be a, uh, a landmark. It really led to the downfall of Coney Island for all the small business people. With Steeplechase as the anchor, all of these private businesses profited. With the death of Steeplechase, you had a place that was just devastated for years and years. But being Fred Trump, he sold it to the city after the Steeplechase Pavilion was demolished and he made a million dollar profit on the deal. All these scandals are documented and they all led up to, I believe, the way that Donald Trump does business. So it says Donald Trump made an impression on people who worked on the boardwalk. Donald, they said he could really run a flat store. Now, a flat store is a crooked attraction. It's one of the uh, attractions that you can't win in Coney Island. A lot of the concession owners remember meeting him and how they thought he had a future as a con man. And that's what he is. Coney Island survived because there were a lot of people who were heavily invested here emotionally. The city kind of gave up on it. The police kind of gave up. The sanitation department gave up. There was a feeling of abandonment. It wasn't the best time to have uh, a business here. And a lot of people stuck it out, and they're the ones who saved it. It's taken a long time to get out from under the shadow of Fred Trump. Mm. Anyway, isn't that typical and that's your american uh savior the make america great who destroys america who destroys all the good things about america in the including the soul of america he is everything that sucks about america all the ugliness that we try to overcome donald trump enhances for his own greed it's it breaks your heart when you think about Coney Island, this over 100-year-old, I mean, now if it had survived, the Steeplechase Park would be a, an amazing attraction. But no, they had to put up some luxury houses that never sold. But it doesn't matter. Trump, Donald Trump's uh, papa, his racist-ass daddy, he took a win and walked away with the destruction behind him, leaving behind devastated communities. Coney Island is coming back now. But my entire childhood, we never, my father took me to Coney Island once when I was little. He was like, okay, well, let's take a ride to Coney Island and go on the rides there were still some rides there. And he said, we didn't, we, we, we took a loop around. We didn't even get out of the car because it was 
It was drugs and prostitution at the time. It wasn't a tourist attraction that he had remembered it to be. I guess this was post-Fred Trump, pre-modern times. Now, I mean, now they have, there's more attractions on the boardwalk. They're trying to revitalize Coney Island. But what history there that we could still be enjoying today, if not for the Trump family? the destroyers that they are, and they destroy everything they touch. That is the truth. And they are destroying this country. If we allow it. And that's why I always say, how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer? And when... Joe Biden, hopefully, if he does get elected and we stop the bleeding, the work isn't over. It has just begun. Because we have to get rid of these goddamn conservatives out of our body politic and, and become the country that FDR challenged us to be. One that secures a lasting peace by leaving no one behind. That's, what, that's how we're going to win. All right, guys, so we're going to, we'll meet back to, back again. We will meet again. I can't talk. I know. I get it. But we will see each other later, tomorrow. I want to thank you all for your super chats. I want to thank you all for your patronage. And, yeah, I want to thank you all for spreading the word. Thank you, Terry Taylor, for your super chat. Coming in at the last, the last super chat of the night. Or maybe not the last. Still have time. Love you too, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Mark and Haiku and Greg. And thank you, Terry and Patricia and Andrea, Mark C and Gup. I'm really glad that you found the show, Gup. And thank you for coming back. I'm glad to see you again. Tell all your friends. Then, uh, yeah, we'll keep going. We'll keep working and keep fighting for a country that we deserve. We don't deserve this orange con man or the idiots that support him. That's why I have no time for them, idiots. We're just like, all right, you want to be dumb? I'm not going to meet the dum-dums halfway. And again, thank you. <laughs> One more before we sleep. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Another super chat. And I want to thank you all for your patronage and your support and for keeping the show going and more importantly, helping the show grow because we'll know we're on the right track when the progressive, the uh, that we, all of the progressive solutions that we talk about here are common knowledge. There's nothing outrageous about what we're talking about. There's nothing, there's nothing more American than leaving no one behind. 
nothing more American than pledging your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other. I mean, that is the whole reason the country exists. So we are the patriots. And we need to reclaim the mantle of patriotism. And that's what we do every day that we have a show. We talk about it and it grows. Because we are the real patriots. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. We're on the right side of humanity. And we stick together. We win. Thank you very much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. We will meet back here again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. In the meantime, please share the show with your friends. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We will have Ron Placone on the show tomorrow at 6 p.m., so that'll be great. Remember, we stick together. We win. I will see you tomorrow night. <laughs>